Thanks for downloading this latest episode of Inside Octopus Energy that we've squeezed into our regular schedule off the back of a rather special visit to our London offices last week by the Prime Minister and the Chancellor of the Exchequer, no less. My name is Russell Goldsmith and joining me online for what I guess we can call an Inside Octopus Energy exclusive. It's a welcome back to the podcast to Octopus Energy founder and CEO Greg Jackson. And alongside Greg is Clem Cowton, the company's Director of External Affairs. Now, Clem, let's come to you first. It's a pretty impressive bit of publicity getting the PM Boris Johnson and his Chancellor Rishi Sunak over to the offices but to hear both of them give such glowing testimonials about the business was you know it really was amazing I want to find out how you made it all happen but first off tell us why they were there I think there are lots of reasons why they were there and of course lots of reasons why we wanted them there as well the reason it was that week and, and that announcement was we'd had two announcements on the trot of really exciting expansion and growth. So the week beforehand, we'd announced our expansion into the US energy market with a $100 million investment into driving growth through a Silicon Valley firm called Evolve Energy. But then, of course, we had also announced a thousand new jobs in the UK. And so I think for them, it was a massive endorsement of the ability of green businesses to drive recovery and growth and otherwise quite traumatic time for businesses. And and just a reminder that the ability of renewables and and in particular green consumer businesses will be leading the wave of recovery and and of also sustainable business as we go forward into the post-coronavirus world, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, that sounds amazing. And, and and what are you hoping to have achieved with the visit? I'd love to us be able to achieve a much more, a wider embrace, both in the kind of political class, but also from the public and from industry for the kind of vision that Octopus has on renewables, on clean tech, on building a truly customer-centric green revolution. I think what we did was we kind of showed as well as told And we really demonstrated the massive enthusiasm that our customers feel for the the world we're trying to help build, a world where green energy is cheaper and where the customer is absolutely at the heart of it and driving that investment. Um, That's been a difficult story to tell um, historically because businesses haven't been doing it. What's amazing about what we've achieved here is that Octopus has been able to demonstrate that it happened, that it's working, that it's achievable now. It's not some kind of hypothetical future technology. And that's, you know, if government want to want to back a future, this one's oven ready, as it were. Tremendous. Greg, obviously you got a chance to chat to both Boris and, and Rishi. Have you have you met either of them before? No, I, I think I've been really impressed, actually, that the government interact so much with companies like ours you know we've only been around four or five years but already i think we've got great relationships with government ministers and indeed the civil service and the regulator in discussing kind of how do we deliver green energy faster and cheaper but i think the opportunity to have that conversation with the most two senior people in government was incredible and how did it feel just taking them around the office seeing them meet the team and, and interact with everyone yeah, I think the big problem at the moment is COVID, right? You know, our office is running at a sort of bare bones level of occupation. And it's a shame they couldn't see it when it's buzzing as it, you know, ordinarily would be. But I think it was still nice for them to see the kind of dynamic, smart people that are turning the energy sector into a tech sector. And so I think it was great to, to sort of see some of the team talking them through the ways in which technology is going to enable this kind of cheaper 
green revolution. And then on top of that, there's an incredible moment, you know, when they sat down with, with me, my co-founder, CFO Stuart and Clem for a 10 minute private conversation about what it will take to move to hundred percent renewables. And instead of being 10 minutes, it went on for 25. And in a way, by the way, that was the story of the day. Every single conversation we were, we had went on for twice as long as scheduled. Um, there was a lot more media prep and kind of debriefing time that was supposed to be included. And I think uh, their team was sort of very anxiously going around frantically tapping their watches at us. And, and actually, in a way, that actually was part of what was so nice about it is that then the conversation that between the two of them, um, which they then put out on social media, was then actually pretty pretty well unscripted and, and really showed the kind of immediate response of what they've heard and kind of summarising what they found most exciting about the visit. And one of the most exciting things really was showing the Prime Minister a heat pump. We were talking about what it would take to decarbonise heating and that has previously been seen as a really difficult challenge. Heat pumps are kind of this incredible technology that is going to enable us to move from sort of gas central heating to electric heating far more easily than I think people, and, and affordably, than I think is kind of most people understand. So a heat pump turns a kilowatt hour of electricity into three or four or five kilowatt hours of heat because it's not generating the heat. It's literally grabbing the heat from the outside world, from the air or from the ground, uh, and, and bringing the heat into your house. And it can do that even when the air and the ground are cold because there's always some heat in there that it can grab, kind of like a fridge in reverse. And I think when we were talking about what it would take, the opportunity to show him the heat pump which I think he then described as being biblical because of the magical thing it can do, which is turning one kilowatt hour of electricity into three or four or even five kilowatt hours of heat. As we start to bring electricity prices down through this dynamic pricing, when, you, when you've got green electrons combined with heat pumps, we can make decarbonized heating cheaper and better for people's homes. Clem, let's go back a stage. How does an opportunity like this actually come about? There's a kind of short answer and a long answer to that. The short answer is, I guess, a kind of serendipity and opportunity spotting, which is that they wanted to visit a business and to be able to do a visit to the two of them together. And I was happening to have conversations with them about something else at the same time. And we spotted the kind of dual opportunity of our jobs announcement and our investment announcement and the fact that they were looking to demonstrate a kind of pro-business agenda during the week of, of party conference. So the longer answer is that ever since Octopus launched, in fact, I joined Octopus to lead a campaign for an energy price cap. And in fact, I started that campaign outside of Octopus when Octopus had only just been created as a company. And, and after about a year, joined Octopus it, you know, it, it, inside the company working full time to work on the energy price cap campaign. Ever since Octopus's inception, it's been a campaigning organisation and, and one that is mission-based and genuinely seeks to drive forward positive change, not only through its own activities, but also by showing the world how things can be done better and, very importantly, communicating that. So, I've always worked very closely with Greg to have positive, constructive conversations with government, with politicians, with regulator, with industry bodies. Our mission is to drive that drive that change in the wider sense. And that's meant that along the way, we've built really, really positive relationships with the people who are thinking the big thoughts and, and answering the big questions about how our world is shaped as we 
um, moved, well, actually initially towards a 80% carbon reduction, but now to net zero, and how companies like ours can help to drive that forward. So there's a kind of process of spotting opportunities, pushing on doors that are open, spotting doors that are slightly ajar and, and getting them open, helping people out with the with you know, when they want to make the case for a positive change, providing them with data and insights that support the arguments they want to make. But also, I think it is about having a culture within the company of that mission-based growth, which means that every single person in this company is incredibly passionate about our mission and is able to advocate for it. I'm, I'm one person doing this job, but actually... There are hundreds of people in this company doing my job because they are vocal advocates for the vision that we are putting forward and are driving it forward every day, either by communicating it, but also by living it and by you know, genuinely delivering that amazing customer service and that incredible innovation, which means that when I come across politicians or regulators, you know, I walk through the door and... I can guarantee that they've got a smile on their face and they want to hear what I have to say because they're so excited about the magic that Optus brings. There must be a, a huge amount of work that's gone on in the background. You talked about them having a team there, you know, looking at their watches or whatever, but it's not every day the Prime Minister visits your office. So I'm, I'm guessing there's security issues to consider. And then, you know, we mentioned earlier this all happening in the middle of the pandemic while we've still got restrictions in place due to COVID. I mean, you know, how, how much has, has your team had to put work in the background to make this happen? Well, I don't have a team, so um, actually it was uh, it was Rebecca. I think Rebecca's been on this podcast before. She it was has Rebecca's indeed. team who who did basically all the work. Um, it's not the first time in in my history at this company where something that I've done has ended up making everybody else have to come in over the weekend. But this was a this was a real doozy. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it must be a huge, um, real motivational thing for you know, and from an internal comms point of view as well to have, you know, these two people arrive at your office. Surely, yeah, I mean, everyone's incredibly excited, but also for them, it's not. It wasn't just about kind of turning up and getting the office ready. It's about selling the story, and and I think a big part of why we were able to achieve the cut through that we did, and in fact, attract them to our office in the first place, was that we were able to demonstrate that. Not only can Octopus talk about this future in an exciting way, but we can demonstrate it in an exciting way. We can, we've got you know the most amazing creative people in this in this company who are able to bring things to life in a way that gets people genuinely excited, rather than just simply write down a policy briefing on a piece of paper. And I think that's set, selling the story to them, but also the I think some of the wider coverage that it got after the fact. Well, talking about that, I mean, the coverage has been incredible off the back of the visit. Can you give us a, a top line of, of what's been achieved? Actually, I don't know. Greg, can you give a top line? What would you say is the top line? Look, our company set out to innovate in energy, where previously I think companies would spend all their time trying to justify the state's quo. The opportunity to deploy technology to, for example, make green electricity cheap when the wind blows and sun shines is where we've invested so much both in technology and in customer service customer propositions and products so i think the um opportunity to talk about that with you know literally with the chancellor of the exchequer and the prime minister who were so engaged in understanding how that enables electric vehicles electric heating and in fact, electrification of society, decarbonisation of our energy system uh, was incredibly powerful. It, for me, it, it really came home when I heard them talking 
on the videos they did after they'd met us about how things like dynamic electricity pricing will enable customers to grab a bargain when the system is full of renewables, how renewables are now cheaper than fossil fuels. And technology, like the technology we developed, is going to enable customers, energy users, to benefit from here onwards from ever cheaper electricity as we become greener. Well, um, Boris, or, or at least his, his team, published a, a couple of videos on his Twitter and LinkedIn feeds. Uh, let, let's have a listen to one of those now. This is Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak chatting over a cup of coffee in the Octopus office. Hi, folks. We're here at Octopus, which is an amazing energy company yeah. based in the, in the UK, creating thousands of jobs uh, in, in this country around the world. Yeah, and I think the amazing thing we saw today is the technology that allows you to do dynamic pricing of when you use your energy, which, mean, which means you can cut your bills and use greener energy at the time we have it. Yeah, it means that you, you know that you're charging your electric car using 100% green energy, which is great. You can do it cheaper when no one else is uh, using the grid, which lowers costs. And, uh, and this is a technology that the UK is leading in. And if you haven't got the organisation to, to do it, these people do it for you and save you loads of money and save and cut carbon, cut carbon and, and create, and create jobs. Uh, Greg, as, as you would expect from social media, when the PM tweets a, a clip like that, uh, and naturally you're going to get some positive comments, but more likely there's going to be those who will use it as an excuse to criticise him or his government, You know, not necessarily on, the, on this activity, but on other political and, and social issues. That, however, could subsequently have a, a knock-on effect on your brand. So how do you weigh up any PR risks when it comes to a visit of this kind? Look, uh, when we talk about PR risk, you, you're political, right? You mean the fact that, obviously, with any politician, there's divisiveness. There are going to be people out there who don't support them, their policies, or indeed who object to things they've said, object to what they stand for. Yeah, I mean, the point being, I was looking at some of the comments and someone said, oh, I didn't realise, you know, Boris was coming here, right, I've just started with Octopus, but I'm going to now find another supplier. Yeah, I mean, look, first of all, there are always going to be people whose initial reaction to something like that is absolutely to vote with their feet. But as a business, very, very rarely do you find that, you know, you lose customers over something like that. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is that we were founded as a business to make energy cheaper and greener. And the only way you will achieve that is by working with the politicians, the government who actually run the system. Now, you know, for the next three years, this is the government that was elected. Regardless of anyone's views, they're the people that can drive change. And I'm honestly delighted to be able to speak to them in detail. And by the way, I'm going to give them total credit because the extent to which they listened and understood sometimes really quite detailed, complex, possibly even controversial areas of energy policy and energy technology was really impressive. I had not expected them to so quickly grasp stuff that, you know, we've spent years working on, years kind of getting to grips with, and they grasped it. And not only did they grasp it, but I think they then ran with it with both hands. Now, you know, if an outcome of this is that we end up with different political parties competing on who can have the greenest policies to make energy more renewable faster, what a great outcome. Well, you sat down with Boris for a video interview, so uh, let's have a listen to that one now as well. Hi, folks. I'm here at Octopus in the uh, middle of London talking to Greg Jackson, who's the founder and uh, 
brains, I guess, one of the many brains behind this incredible operation. Greg, how you tell us what you're doing? Tell us, tell us how you you're helping to uh, reduce the cost of clean energy for people around the country. Well, we were started with a simple mission, which was to use technology to drive down the cost of electricity whilst making it renewable. Because after all, green energy should be cheap energy. You know, when the wind blows and the sun shines, the UK and indeed all around the world, uh, people have access to much cheaper electricity than we've ever had before. And how can you make sure that when you're supplying this, this, uh, this clean energy to, to customers, it is clean energy? How do they know that it isn't contaminated by something from a fossil fuel plant? Well, look, the sooner we can move to a 100% renewable system, the sooner we can guarantee people that, right? Now, the reality is today, we don't have enough renewable generation, and we need to unlock the, the, uh, the mechanisms that will bring that um, uh, into the system. The government did brilliant work in kick-starting renewable generation to the point where it is now more cost-effective to generate electricity with renewables than it is with fossil fuels. That was incredible work from the government. And it's a bit like the internet. You know, the government gets things started. And now, you know, companies like ours can drive this change at scale. It's going to create, you know, I mean, we're talking today about a thousand jobs at Octopus. But if we get this right, Octopus will create tens of thousands of jobs. The UK will create hundreds of thousands of jobs. And, and I think, you know, the UK could become the Silicon Valley of energy. So for those of you that haven't seen that video, it's on Boris Johnson's uh, LinkedIn feed. Um, good to see you uh, dressed up for the visit of the PM there, Greg. So come on, I build this as an Inside Octopus Energy exclusive. You mentioned that you had a few conversations that weren't on video with them. So what we really want to know is what was said off camera. I'd say what, right? I wish it was salacious. No, I'm glad it's not. It's funny you mentioned thing about dressing up for him, by the way. Look, we're a tech company. And I think I actually spoke to Clem and said, should we kind of dress up? And she said, look, you know, the whole point is, as a company, part of our magic is that we let people be who they are. We embrace the uniqueness of each individual, and that means how you dress is what makes you comfortable. That's what makes you good at your job. Uh, so for the people that wore suits, they wore suits. But for me, I wore a T-shirt. Um, it was incredibly sort of direct conversations about how we can move to net zero, how we can decarbonize energy, and how we can do so whilst bringing costs and prices down for, you know, for consumers. Uh, for, that's everybody, isn't it? We all use energy. And I think we talked about the way in which renewables are now cheaper to generate than fossil fuel-based electricity. We talked about, you know, the, re, the things that are therefore holding back the transition, because if we allowed more renewables, the cost of electricity would fall, right? We talked about what's needed to handle the fact that the wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine. How do we embrace the nature of renewables rather than treating it as a problem. So, for example, having really cheap electricity when it's abundant so that people can shift their consumption. And, of course, in the world of electric vehicle and electric heating, that's ever easier. We talked about, you know, the role of hydrogen. There are some people out there that think that we should be replacing our gas heating systems with hydrogen. But, of course, that's incredibly expensive. In fact, it's very inefficient because the way we'd make that hydrogen is by making renewable electricity and then using that to make hydrogen when it's a lot cheaper just to send electricity to people's houses and use electric heating. We showed them how electric heating and electric vehicles work together to create this very, very big ability to sort of slightly move around our electricity consumption to match the points we've got generation. And then we talked about the role of technology in helping drive this and how the UK really can be a sort of a centre for technology. We called it the Silicon Valley of Energy. But how the UK really can kind of create hundreds of thousands of jobs 
in electrifying heat, in decarbonizing energy and transport, in creating the technology that can be exported around the world and in building masses of renewable generation here in the UK. Well, all those things that you're talking about, actually, there's a great extended clip on msn.com. So it shows Boris and, and Rishi getting the full tour of your office. They, they both did genuinely seem really taken with the, the EV charging tech, the, you know, the heat pumps, the dynamic electricity pricing. What I just wanted to sort of ask you, though, is whether or not you do think it is genuine or is that just politicians doing what politicians are good at when they have one of these industry visits? I think the office of the Prime Minister and the Chancellor mean that they there's a certain level of professionalism there. You know, they, they'll never make you feel like you're boring them. But I've never seen quite to that extent the level of engagement and excitement that they demonstrated. And I think that also the depth of the conversation that we had with them was really telling. They asked us a lot of questions to a level of policy detail that I've not experienced on political visits before that show that they were really hoping to drive forward and learn from the depth of expertise that we could bring and and bring that to bear in a in a policy sense i think that's really exciting i think the fact that they overstayed their allotted time slots in every stage of the journey as well demonstrates that that kind of enthusiasm that they brought and i i, I think that the the kind of intensity with which they listened was was really remarkable why would you just pay lip service right green electricity is cheaper than fossil fuels, right? So aside from anything else, it would make sense to embrace that. Secondly, the transition to renewables will create hundreds of thousands of jobs. And if we are going to kind of build back a better economy following COVID, what better place to build those jobs than a, an energy system that you know, not only starts to reduce our impact on climate change, but also reduces particulate emissions and makes it easier to move to electric vehicles, electric heating, and stimulates whole new industries that, that don't even exist yet that can come about when we get cheaper, greener energy. Brilliant. I know I sent you a note on Friday, Greg, but just for the benefit of the podcast, I wanted to ask you this question because there's me watching Gogglebox as I do on a Friday. And then this story appears and there are you, or at least your eyebrow, makes it onto Gogglebox. I mean, is that a personal achievement, a personal highlight of you? It's quite funny. That's actually the second appearance Octopus has made on Gogglebox. Oh, really? So, wow. uh, yeah, I think a year or two ago, someone who had signed up to get a quote uh, received the sort of telephone, the telesales call from Octopus in order to give her the quote in the middle of whatever she was watching. On Gogglebox. That's fine. So, you know, maybe it's our job to make it. It's like Alfred Hitchcock making those cameo appearances. Yes, indeed. I think we need to do this in every season of Gogglebox. <laughs> and, and Clem, I mean, I think you've set the bar pretty high with this one. How are you going to follow up on this particular story? Actually, Greg and I were talking about this at the end of last week, about how this doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like the end of anything. It feels like the beginning of something. You know, it genuinely is an honour to receive that kind of visits and, and that level of endorsement from such senior politicians. But I think it also does now give us a responsibility to build that partnership and those relationships and to work collaboratively with politicians in the round, but, and you know, senior government in particular, to help them drive forward a, a really positive agenda. Because there are others, you know, we're sort of an inflection point at the moment on energy and on environment and climate. And there are large interests, large incumbent companies who would love to see it go back to the old ways. And it, I think it would be very tempting 
to do that. And so, you know, the more ammunition that we can give to people in those positions to keep pushing forward on decarbonisation and on green growth, I think the faster we'll get there and and the better the outcomes for, for the planet and for the people who live in it. So Greg and I both feel enormous weight of responsibility now. Brilliant. Greg, final one to you. We, we, you know, obviously this is a, a fantastic news story for Octopus, but I guess the most important question is whether or not it actually changes anything. The Prime Minister and the Chancellor only visited because as a company, you know, we've made real change. And we've done that because day in, day out, hundreds of people, in fact, over a thousand people now, work incredibly hard to deliver fantastic customer service relentlessly, uh, to build the technology that's transforming the energy system here, but also increasingly now in other countries to create uh, great customer experiences, the designs. In fact, look, as a company, we don't have advertising agencies and marketing agencies. We do it all in-house. And what that meant was when we had a visit like this, we actually had talented designers. We gave, I think one of them got a call on Saturday and she was in the office at 6 a.m. Sunday, making sure that we had some great graphics on the boards around the building. Yeah, we had uh, people that were designing stuff overnight Friday, they found printers on Saturday to kind of build these beautiful glossy boards that would, for example, enable us to show what it's like charging an electric vehicle and have those in situ on Sunday. So when the Prime Minister and Chancellor got here at sort of, you know, nine o'clock on Monday morning, it was all pristine. But that incredible team did all that over the weekend. To have that kind of talent on tap, I think, speaks to building a solid company and I think it's that solidity that actually generates the robust, the, the, the change that makes us a company that attracts interest like that. So whether it be the kind of interest we've had from investment, from policymakers, and now from really senior politicians, that solidity that we've talked about, I think, before, Russell, in, in our culture broadcasts, actually applies equally here. And we probably couldn't host them, certainly not as effectively, without that. And... There was an incredible moment when the Prime Minister said to me, what is the right proportion of renewables in the system? And I said, 100%. And he said, can we really do that? And I said, yes. Not only can we do it, but we can do it before the end of this decade. And when the Prime Minister announced we're going to power the UK's homes on 100% green electricity, renewable electricity by 2030, I don't know whether that was because of the conversation we'd had. But what we were speaking about was exactly about that possibility. Did it all happen during that visit? No. But did they visit because Octopus has palpably led the way in making it possible to move to a fully green system faster than we otherwise would, cheaper than we otherwise would, and in a way which consumers will embrace? Absolutely. And I think the opportunity to really bring that to life helps give politicians the confidence in making the announcements that are so important to drive that outcome. So I think it was, as Clem said, like it wasn't in and of itself an achievement. It was exactly like when we raised money earlier this year and became a unicorn. It was setting the stage for the next, even more dramatic phase of growth and change for our company, but also for the electricity, for the energy system in the UK and indeed internationally. 
Tremendous. What a great way to finish. Um, Greg Jackson, Clem Cowton, thanks so much for talking to Inside Octopus Energy. If any listeners want to find out more about the announcement on the new jobs and the uh, Tech Innovation Centre, obviously all the information is on uh, the website, octopus.energy, where you can also leave any comments about what we've discussed today as well. Plus, you can do that via our usual social channels. Please do also subscribe to the podcast on the likes of Apple, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast apps. Just search for Inside Octopus Energy and you should find us. That's all for now. Uh, So from me, Russell Goldsmith, thanks for listening and goodbye.